So now it is time for the first interview with Laurie Lake uh, to talk to us about Child Health Month and the Children's Institute recent project. Um, Laurie Lake is a communication and education specialist at the Children's Institute uh, at University of Cape Town. Fun fact, I'm a student there as well. Um, her expertise include knowledge, translation, material development, uh, teaching, and children's rights. Hi, Laurie. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. It's lovely to be with you. <laughs> lovely to be with you, too. Uh, Laurie, for people who are listening to RX Radio for the first time, what is the Children's Institute? The Children's Institute is based at the University of Cape Town, um, and we're a collection of researchers um, that are interested in finding out more about the situation of children in South Africa, and then using that knowledge to improve laws and policies and programs and services for children. That is so cool. Uh, Laurie, what is child health? And could you please just explain the importance of child health? So child health is is defined by the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child very, very broadly. It includes children's right to healthcare services. So that includes the services you receive in, in hospital or at a clinic. Um, or a doctor or a psychologist. So that's the one core piece of the right to health. But it also includes other things. It includes what we call the social determinants of health. Those are all the ingredients that make for a healthy life. Um, it includes things like access to water and sanitation. Um, it includes um, an environment that is not polluted in any way, so it's a healthy environment. Um, the opportunity to go out and exercise, to feel safe in our homes and communities. Um, and I guess in, in South Africa, a really important piece of that is um, yeah, the impact that poverty has on children's health, so that we know that children living in, in poorer households are often more likely to be malnourished because there's not enough money to put food on the table or not enough money to buy healthy foods. Um, so we're also concerned about, about issues like poverty and, and inequality. Um, and then there are two other really important pieces of the right to health. One is the right to information um, and education about our health. Um, so really, really important um, to know how to stay healthy, um, how to protect yourself and stay safe. Um, yeah, from all sorts of things, I guess, in life. Um, how to prevent burns, um, you know, how to protect yourself from drowning, all those kind of things would be other elements um, that are linked to the right to information and education. And really, really important is the right for children to participate in healthcare decision-making. Um, so, for example, children from the age of 12 have the right to consent to medical treatment in South Africa. Um, provided that they understand the, the risks and the benefits of that treatment. Um, so there's a real 
emphasis on doctors and nurses engaging directly with children, including them in the conversation about their illness, um, about their treatment options, um, and to communicating in a way in a language that the children themselves can understand. Um, so those are the kind of four key elements of the right to health. That's the right to healthcare services, the right to social determinants of health, the right to information, and the right to participate um, in healthcare decision making. And that includes, of course, the incredible work that you are doing as, as RX Radio. Thank you so much, Laurie. Um, your work is centered around children's advocacy. Um, what, what, why, and how did you become passionate about fighting for the well-being of children? Um, I guess in in my whole working life has been grappling with problems that children and families face in their communities um, and trying to find ways to make information useful and accessible um, to people on the ground and I was doing that sort of way before I joined the Children's Institute but I was excited about the work of the Institute because um, it felt like an opportunity to really take my own work to a whole new level um, and at the Institute I, I put together a book about children every year so I've, I've learned a huge amount about the challenges that children face in South Africa but also the opportunities we have to to make a difference, to create um, safer communities, more caring schools. Um, yeah, so that's been really important. And then the teaching work that I do with health professionals, which is really using children's rights to get doctors and nurses and social workers to really see the children in front of them. Um, to listen a whole lot more deeply to what children have to say, um, to include them as partners of health. And when, when doctors and nurses do that, it changes everything. Um, it changes the way they engage one-on-one -on -one with children, um, but it also changes the way that we design healthcare services to make them more welcoming um, and inclusive. And... Yeah, it also encourages doctors and nurses to think about where do children come from, who do they live with, um, and how does that impact on their health. So I think a big part of my work has been about encouraging doctors and nurses to look outside the walls of the hospital um, and to address some of what we call those social determinants of health. Uh, Laurie, now August marks Children Health Month, and as you know that RX Radio is all about children's rights um, and children's voices being heard on different matters. Why do you think that decision makers should prioritize children's health in South Africa? Well, children's health is the foundation um, for, you know, not only the health and development of, of children across their entire life course, but it's also the foundation for national development. Um, so, for example, if you were looking at children living in poor households whose families can't afford to put a healthy meal on the table, that can lead to things like malnutrition and, and stunting, um, where children are not only short for age, but it, it, it starts to impact on their developing brains, 
um, their ability to learn, and then that starts to impact on their education outcomes and their opportunities for employment. So you can start to see how what happens very early on in childhood has a lifelong impact that affects all of us in society. So even for people not working in child health, um, for example, people working in schools um, or in charge of the economy, they also need to be thinking um, about the health and well-being of children. Laurie, is there any project that the Children's Institute is busy with that you'd like to share with us? Um, one of the things that we've been working on over the last couple of months is supporting the Department of Health's efforts to introduce front-of-pack food labels. Um, and those food labels are... are designed to make it easier for all of us to make healthy food choices, to know, um, you know, when we're looking at food on the shelf in, in, in the supermarket, um, is this product um, healthy? Does it contain too much salt, too much sugar, too much fat? Um, and they're going to be these really nice little warning triangles so that you can see at a glance um, whether those foods are, are good or bad for health. Um, and this is a really important piece of respecting children's right to information. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the current food labels, the list of ingredients that are on the yes. back of a packet of chips or a bar of chocolate, and they're written in tiny, 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 tiny letters that are almost too difficult to see, especially for someone like me who wears glasses. Um, but they're also written in a language where none of us knows what does that mean? Um, what are all these ingredients in our food and, and are they good for us? Um, so we, over the last few months, have drafted a submission um, to the Department of Health supporting their efforts to introduce these food labels. And with the food labels will come marketing restrictions. Um, and the marketing restrictions are to stop... The, the promotion of these very unhealthy foods to children. Um, and this is another key intervention that the World Health Organization feels will create a much healthier environment um, yeah, for all children. Um, and I guess that's linked to a concern that we have in South Africa about a, a, a rise in overweight and obesity. And that's because our supermarket shelves are flooded with, with a whole lot of foods that are, are very unhealthy. Um, and, yeah, we need to protect children's health, you know, not just from things like violence um, or floods or fire, but equally from, from foods that are, are unhealthy, from alcohol, from tobacco. Um, so that's some of the work that we've been doing um, over the last couple of months. Thank you so much for the informative conversation. And I'm not going to say it was an interview because it really sounded like we we're having a conversation between two people. You are such an amazing person. Thank you for coming along for the interview.